0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the UGC Podcast. I'm James and I got my brother Abraham on the mic as well. What's up, guys? And today we're gonna be talking about the quote-unquote culture war. One of the most sensitive topics in today's day and age, but we're going to come at this with a level head. And we do believe in freedom of speech on this channel. And as long as we're not saying anything threatening or dangerous, uh, we should be able to speak our minds, speak our opinions on this, you have the rights to be offended. But anyways, go ahead, Abraham. So we've got The Culture War is Lost.
1: That's right. That is the title of the article. For those of you guys that are on Pure Audio, that's the title of the article, The Culture War is Lost on the US, written by Rod Draher. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know about what happened with Chick-fil-A. Basically, what mm-hmm. happened was they capitulated from a lot of the, let's call it the social justice warriors and the protesters and the leftists, constantly attacking them in the media. They're doing the protests in front of openings. Their Chick-fil-A leases are getting rescinded because because they're a Christian icon. And the interesting thing, James, that Rod Dreher points out is that this is a very bad sign because it ushers in an era he calls soft totalitarianism.
0: Hmm. Can you expound upon what that means?
1: Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know what a totalitarian government is. A totalitarian government is where the government itself or a totalitarian society... Let's not even call it a government because it's it's deeper than just government. This involves people in your neighborhood people in your county people in your state and totalitarianism is where one ideology or one single belief system dominates the, it's it's supposed to dominate the words thoughts minds emotions of all of the people living in that society hmm. so totalitarianism means total control not just of your actions but people in a totalitarian society have to be careful of what they say. They have to be careful of what they believe, basically. They have to control their own minds and their beliefs. So totalitarian- now that's where
0: it becomes dangerous, right? Exactly. Just because the reason why it's important to always back a free society is because if we're going to be seeking after the truth, whatever that truth may be now, In that journey, along the way in each of our separate journeys and seeking after the truth, we might come to different conclusions along the way, right? And so we should be allowed to do that as human beings, to have the freedom to seek after our own beliefs, right? And not be persecuted just because we're in a different place in our journey than somebody else. Right, Abraham? Exactly.
1: And check this out. So this concept of soft totalitarianism, that, is, that has begun to permeate the US media, the US culture, probably since around 1960, has slowly, th- this kind of liberal mindset has slowly become a totalitarianism. It's, it's huge. It's big enough to make a big, very highly successful business like Chick-fil-A begin to change their ideology. And how they exercise their beliefs.
0: Right, and up until this point, as far as I know, Chick Fil A, as an organization, as a restaurant organization on the professional side, has not discriminated against LGBTQ people, whether it was serving them as customers or hiring them. Is that correct? That's what I. That's what I saw when I looked up. You know, anybody uh, could I correct me. And
1: actually, I have in fact checked that particular statement.
0: From what I found, they're more angry at the owner because in his the way he privately invests in political groups that are more supportive of Christian values. uh, I think it's more that they're just mad about how the owner spends his personal money and what he personally supports with his personal belief systems. But the way that Chick-fil-A is actually run, I don't think there's been any stories that have been released that Chick-fil-A has denied service to like LGBTQ people that came in there to get food or has refused hiring somebody because they were gay or something like that right Mm.
1: and they've been doing extremely well they close on Sundays and if you just look at average how the average franchise makes how much money the average franchise makes they make more than any other franchise I believe in the United States and also the the important thing too is that they're a symbol it's a fancy condensation symbol basically they're a symbol of Mm. Christian business practices but Interesting. the highest, the, the, the most significant thing about this is this is one of, this is a huge trend because what's going on is up until this point, businesses have been, you know, they, they've been trying to be as PC as possible, right? Up until very recently, they, businesses, big businesses haven't gone towards one ideology or the other. So up until this point, businesses were just conducting business. They were, they were making money. But now, businesses, and this is what's going on here too, businesses are beginning to police the thoughts of their, you know, the ideologies of their organizations, or the ideologies of those that support their organization, or they're beginning to get rid of, say, their own symbolism as, say, a Christian or a conservative business that, like James said, has been extremely fair in how they treat their customers and how they treat their employees. This is huge. This is huge, because what's going on is this leftist ideology now is being policed not only in the media, and we talked about this a little bit in our previous podcast, but now they're being policed in the actual corporations in the United States. How crazy is that?
0: Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I've noticed just personally is that businesses are being as PC as possible, because it's kind of like, from one perspective, from one point of view, you could think of this as if it's kind of the quote, unquote, LGBTQ people's time. So, you know, laws were passed, and they've received, they got what they want, right? (laughs) So now, people are obeying the law, because as Christians, too, we obey the law. And so, like you said, these businesses are trying as much as possible to work with the law. So the LGBT community is being given a time to kind of shine in a sense, right? So now it's kind of like without realizing it, every all eyes are on them because they are in the strong position right now. Like they're in the position where, okay, they've gotten what they've been fighting for. Hmm. And now- People are kind of they're trying to work with them, but we're taking a step back and we're watching how far they're going to push the envelope and how mature for many of these people. like There might actually be like a deep seated hatred for people who believe in something like the Bible because they might not understand the Bible in its proper context, rightly divided dispensationally. And if I'm saying these words and if people are listening and they don't understand, they don't know what dispensationalism is, for example... That just, that just proves that there's a lack of education and understanding in what Christianity even is. Right, So they'll go cherry-picking a verse out of the Bible that says, oh, look in the Old Testament, if you committed certain sins, really bad things had to happen to you, like you got stoned to death. See, people don't even understand what the application of the law of Moses was. We find out later that the law of Moses was there. In order to show humanity that religion, no matter how strict of rules you could provide human beings, it could never make them perfect. And so if we're going to go into a perfect place, heaven, then God as a perfect being had to come down and pay for all of the sins of the entire world. All of them. Sin meaning hamartia in the Greek. It means to fall short or to miss the mark of perfection, right? So that includes really bad things people do, and that includes imperfections, right? So people have a misunderstanding of the Bible and of how Christians view something like homosexuality or any of the LGBTQ alphabet letters. We have a misunderstanding of this in the day and age that we live in. Now, as Christians, let me make it very clear. We do not believe in supporting gay marriage. But if it's the law, you know, if the LGBT community wins and they get that passed, that's the law, so we obey the law. And also we don't treat LGBTQ people differently from how we treat anybody else in society. We don't look down our noses at people because actually in Christianity, we understand that everybody, everybody is a sinner in one way or another, right? And so we're just thankful that Jesus Christ paid it all on the cross. And now what happens is once you get born again in the spirit, once you accept the free gift of salvation, the gift of God is eternal life, says the Bible. That's a verse. The gift of God is eternal life, right? So once we receive eternal life, we get born again in the spirit. Now we have a new spirit, and we, and we view things a little bit differently. Actually, we view things vastly differently because we're looking at them with spiritual lenses, with spiritual eyeballs. And so a Christian has to be born again in the spirit first, in order to understand, and any of these things, but yeah,
1: regardless, it's Abraham, not. Continue. It's one thing is that we're not talking about because a lot of you guys have read the news. Think it's you think it's about the whole LGBTQ issue. It's not actually. That's not what we're talking about. This is actually an issue of control. That's why we started off this, not, not just talking about Chick Fil A. Yeah. We're talking about what's called soft totalitarianism because totalitarianism yeah. is about control. And this actually might be a good segue into what, kind of how cultures shift, how, what we might call the culture war is fought. So this is basically, the the basic model is called cultural Marxism. And this is what happens. So say you have a right and you have a left, right? And... This is how Soviet propaganda worked. This is how the media works. This is, for you guys who don't know what cultural Marxism is, this might blow your mind because this is how it works, right? So basically what happens is, imagine just a right and a left. And what's going on in our nation right now, and it has been going on since the 1960s, is the left drums up a whole lot of support. They start, they do protests. They get on the media, and they do all this stuff, and they go, hey... We have issues and you have to move a little bit towards our side. So what happens over the course of say a generation is the right will move halfway. And they'll be like, okay, you know what? Let's just, let's compromise. So they compromise. Boom, what happened? The right that was say the right a generation ago is now halfway towards the left. But this is the crazy thing. Now what happens is the left shifts to the left by one half and again using issues like now using issues like lgbtq and all this kind of stuff they'll go okay you have to capitulate have to capitulate and what this chick-fil-a thing is we're going to move another half step towards you so over the course of two generations what happened the right moved a full step so the right of today was what the left of two generations ago was And that's what we mean by the culture war. That's why this is significant, because what's going on is these Christian beliefs, the things that us Christians know or believe to be right and good, are now so far to the right, because they've capitulated, that now these ideologies are beginning to be policed, not only in the media, but in the corporations, in your office, even in your church.
0: That's when it becomes extreme, Right. That's and when, it, when they that's, start to redefine terms in order to now paint the other side as if they're the extreme ones. When exactly. in fact, let's give a real world example here. So Abraham and I have a friend. And in fact, at one point in time, he could have been like on one of the first few podcasts. And what happened was he's, you know, he's a Christian. And he told us, he said, He doesn't want to be on the podcast because he's afraid of losing his job or being unable to be hired for the rest of his life in the future because he's afraid of all kinds of things happening to him. He's afraid of getting doxxed simply because he speaks openly about Christianity. He doesn't even want certain people to know. He doesn't want to make it super public that he's a Christian because he thinks that he could become like a homeless person. He's terrified to speak, you know, Uh, at one point in time, We even uh, just did a practice session on the microphone just to see how he would be doing a podcast with us. And he couldn't even speak. I'm not even kidding. He couldn't even speak more than like three words. And he was just completely silent. It, It was a spirit of fear. That's what it is, guys. It's a spirit of fear that is holding back all of the Christians. Because if all of the Christians spoke out at once and said that the ultra left now is misrepresenting Christianity, that's the problem, that's is right. they're really attacking a straw man.
1: Are what they going to is one-third of the, the United States? They can't. Exactly. Right.
0: They and, want to force everybody to have the same belief system as them.
1: And it's crazy. A lot of these Christians, they're going, okay, I just don't want to be political. I don't want to be political. I don't want to get into you know the whole social issues thing because that's not the Christian thing to do. We have to accept everyone. And that whole time they've been doing that since the 60s, What happened? The the whole cultural movement has shifted so far to the left that now they're scared of being fired. Imagine what would have happened, what the U.S. or even the whole Western world would be like if in the 60s the Christians put their feet down and went, no, we're not going to compromise. Would we be afraid to open our mouths? Would we be afraid to have trash thrown at us in public locations just because we might have a different belief system. No, probably not. And it's crazy. The spirit of fear, like James said, can manifest in so many different ways. Oh, I'm, I'm just not interested in politics. This isn't about politics, you guys. Or I don't want to offend people. Oh, well, then eventually you're just going to be so afraid of being fired that you're just going to have to change your entire belief system or be ostracized by other people.
0: Right. And that's what we're seeing is uh, a lot of the Christians, they might not openly admit it, but a lot of them probably have shifted their belief system. And Mm -hmm. it's part of the great falling away from the faith that we're seeing right now, because one of the reasons why is because a lot of them were not educated and trained properly. They didn't receive, they didn't receive a tough enough training in their churches to be able to withstand the onslaughts that we're seeing from the lost world right now.
1: Exactly. So so let's cut to this topic of soft totalitarianism. So we in the beginning, we, we talked a little bit about how these totalitarian regimes, these totalitarian societies work. Now, it might not be the Stasi. It might not be a time where one in five of say the people in your neighborhood are actually spies of your community or anything like that but it actually might be worse because because it's everywhere it's it's pervaded so much that they don't even need to have these set organizations or secret police or anything like that. It's become
0: normalized now like yeah, because that's we're a scary thing ourselves. that's a scary thing is that even in churches, not call it out the specific church that we recently visited over there in, in yeah. uh, the, the area that Abraham lives in. But some of those leaders, like we're talking about like the pastors. We're not making fun of, you know, there were some leaders who were like college age. We're not making fun of those people. Right? We're talking about leaders who are like older than college, right? Especially the pastors. They're basically defending the current culture to the point where they're, they're like enabling and even pushing it. Talking about safe spaces and things like this that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're a Christian you and you're like a leader, you know, you've been brainwashed 100% into thinking that standing idly by is normal. We've entered into a crazy time, ladies and gentlemen, all right? Now what they're trying to do is they're handing children worksheets. Many of these kids at a prepubescent age where they can brainstorm or even check boxes off of which gender they think they are out of one of like 26 to now, what is it like 40 to 50 genders prepubescent kids, right? If they're like a boy, they've not developed enough of that testosterone yet to become familiar with the aspect of themselves as a boy. Right. And the same thing with, you know, the girls. So a lot of them are being, you know, it's being normalized that they get gender, gender changing surgery, the transgender surgery, like, before they're even hitting puberty, and a lot of them are now regretting it, of course, right? Because then they'll hit puberty, and something different will happen. And they're, you know, it's it's insane that that's even being accepted as normal, and that nobody, especially on the Christian side, is stepping up. Like the leaders should all be speaking out against this right now. You know that that is going too far. But they want to make the argument that oh, we're not supposed to fight the culture war. I don't think God is in a box like that. <laughs> so. Everybody can agree on that, right? Pretty sure everybody can agree on that that we should not be trying to confuse prepubescent children on, uh, you know, having them think about, oh, consider these 40 gender. Like they haven't even gone through puberty yet, you know what I'm saying? So now we're at an extreme point with this stuff, guys. And uh, on top of that, yeah, we're calling it out. Ted talks in recent years, very recent years, they had a lady that came on that spoke in a very soft tone, very comforting,
1: right? oh, sweet she was words so in your ear. She was a pro.
0: Right. And what was she doing? She was trying to normalize pedophilia.
1: Pedophilia.
0: And by the way, a lot of these pedos are in certain positions of power, especially within the entertainment industry. right? It's been outspoken by many celebrities in the entertainment industry, and then they get shut up very quickly after they speak out about it. Right.
1: Wake up, people.
0: Yeah, wake up. Exactly. Come on, people. Like, this is now extreme, all right? They're trying to, you know, in general right now, anything that's being pushed from very powerful media or entertainment industries, you should at the very least second guess all of it, if not just distrust it entirely because you are being pushed an agenda by people who are either pedos or shaking hands and comfortably enabling pedos around them.
1: Exactly. It's, it's think not about, about that. Wait, really, let me right. just make this
0: point, Abraham, before yeah, you continue, yeah. because I am very passionate about this. Think yeah. about this. The worst criminals that go to prison, what are the first criminals that all of them will target and gang up against in that prison? It's the pedos, right? And now we're trying to normalize that in our society. And we want to think that we're more advanced, technologically advanced, and we want to believe in the theory of evolution, that humanity is moving forward into the horizon, and yet the morals of society are becoming more and more degraded in the years that, for example, the United States has turned its back on the Most High God. Go ahead, Abraham.
1: Exactly. That, that's, that's, what, that's what I meant, is it's not about the LGBTQ. It's about the next step. That, that's why right. I presented the cultural Marxism thing. It's, it's not about the LGBTQ issue, it's about control. Because what's going on when, when this is being normalized? I'm sure you guys know, I'm sure you guys know in the news, now these trans people are going into kindergartens and going into little children, grade schools, elementary school students, and they're teaching these elementary students about anal sex. And about a whole mess of things that they're literally not physically, hormonally, anything ready to understand at all without consent of the parents or anything like that. Again, people, it's not about the issue in front of you. It's not about the issue. Like, like James said, what you see in the mainstream media is part of an agenda. And it is far, far worse than you might ever imagine. Mm. And that's what we mean by soft totalitarianism. This is why this this topic is so important. Because in a soft totalitarianism or a soft totalitarian totalitarian society, the very people begin to police themselves. They begin to police their own thoughts such that they have no free thoughts. They cannot seek the truth by themselves because they are fed the agenda. We're talking about Orwell right 1984 if you guys haven't read that please read that and huxley a brave new world these two dystopias are now becoming reality
0: and they're normalizing it to have people accept it by pumping entertainments into your smartphones mm-hmm. and into your laptops to keep you entertained passive laughing and happy <laughs> that's basically the agenda guys so for example they recently released a movie i think it's like wonder woman 1984 or something like that right and oh, so they're trying well i really don't know but the mm. point is they're taking that orwellian concept of 1984 and they're making it into this entertainment movie and so now
1: uh. anybody
0: that actually says hey we're living in like 1984 guys should we do something about this should we all like get together and go like you know Go to protest our capital, maybe in our city or something like that, which by the way, Poland's, I believe it was in 2014 or 2015. there were millions and millions of Christians that stormed the streets of Poland. I think it was like the biggest march wow, in like uh, recent history for Polands. And they had like megaphones and they were just going in about how they believe in Jesus Christ, and they're not going to let the extreme leftist agenda that's being pushed down from higher levels take over their country because they're Christian soldiers of the most high God on them. Exactly. Right. And so every Christian that has been saved needs to get a little bit of fight in them in the day and age that we live in. And what did the Bible say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the rest of the things are going to be added to you. But if you're not first obeying the things that Jesus Christ commanded us in favor of keeping all your stuff safe, right? Oh, but I have to keep my bank account secure. You know, I have mouths to feed. Look, if you can't even trust Jesus Christ with that, and you're just going to bow down to Baal, then God is going to put you on the bench, all right? And the real Christians are going to have to come out as slay. So anyways, go ahead, Abraham.
1: Well, it's, it's not even just Baal, it's, it's Moloch. They're, they're, they're giving up their children, that's, that's, that's what they're doing, but I, I totally agree. That's why it says right here, Dreher, and I don't know if this guy's secular, if he has a Christian background. I, I'm really not sure. It's just the article itself, but check this out. Quote, the culture war is also over because the sources of the right soldiers and material are bleeding dry. The Christian religion has dramatically declined in both numbers and cultural power. Old news, obviously, for the rest of the anglophile world, but Americans have been outside outliers to this trend. So Americans traditionally have been far more conservative, but now that's now it's changing. We're, we are witnessing the secularization of America, and it's not gonna be pretty unless we start fighting back. Check this out. Check this out re- right here. Now, a recent report from the Pew Research Center found that 40% of the millennial generation are religiously unaffiliated, but More importantly, right, sociologist Christian Smith at the University of Notre Dame shows that the overwhelming majority of millennials who identify as Christian have little understanding of its teachings. This is why we talk about doctrine. Check this out. At the end of the paragraph, it says, indeed, owing to the failure of their churches and their families to catechize them, most millennials don't know what doctrine is or why it matters.
0: That's right. And every Christian should always have a solid understanding of doctrine, that should be something that gets trained up in every church and every kid from a young age. And remember, God exalts his word above his own name. And so when people understand the Bible, they will stand and defend the word of God over people and nice feelings and even relationships in the church. Because let me tell you something, in the time that we live in, some people are just going to be left behind. They're going to fall away from the faith. Even if they're showing up at church, they might be nice to you. But if they can't keep up with basic doctrine, we're not talking about that everybody needs to become have a doctorate in the Bible or something, a doctorate in theological studies. No. But we're talking about basic understanding of doctrinal knowledge, the gospel, things like this.
1: Right. Sounds so it's like basic Christian morality.
0: Now what's going to happen is they're going to start defending relationships and people who have been at the church for a while mm-hmm. over the Bible. So now they're, they've idolized that and they've lifted that up over the word of God because the Bible says that Satan has his ministers too. How are you going to know when a minister of light, that is of Satan, infiltrates your church and might be standing in the very pulpit that you sit in the congregation of every single Sunday that might smile to you? that might come and talk to you and shake your hand and bring snacks and take you on retreats. See, we don't need to be paranoid about this, but what we need to do is we need to understand the Bible. And if the Bible says this, this has become a joke, Abraham. Like people are joking about the fact that like satanic circles are infiltrating churches, for example, right? That's not not a joke. The Bible told you that was going to happen. And especially if we're living in the end times, do you not think that that is going to happen? And so people need to be vigilant. And what they need to do is they need to understand the Bible and stand with that first and foremost. If you are in church, stand with the Bible first and foremost, even if it might cost you some nice feelings between you and other members of the church or even relationships. And if a preacher gets in the pulpit and starts continually preaching contrary to what you know as sound doctrine, then you should probably stand up and say something about it. All right. But you know what's so crazy, Abraham, is one of the churches we visited recently, they did the exact opposite. God sent two men in there to check basic doctrine. What is the gospel? And what did they do? They ganged up and ran us out. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. And in fact, you know, we even had enough patience and long suffering with them, right, Abraham, to where I myself actually returned to apologize for anything that I might have done wrong. That's right. And they did not issue any kind of an apology back to me. Absolutely shameful. You know, I'd be, I would not be surprised if God does not put that particular church through some serious persecution in the future and puts them on a bench just entirely. If they do not repent, God might just put all of you on the bench. What we're, we're really angry about here, guys, and by the way, anger can be righteous too. We live in a crazy age where they're trying to pacify everybody. That's wrong. Yeah, That's anger, anger is because wrong. Because anger can be righteous and just. For example, some of the things I preached about, some of the things I talked about a little bit earlier in this podcast, but on this particular issue, if you notice, we're not angry at like LGBTQ people at all. We're angry at people who are in church because they are misrepresenting the church. And then what happens is because they don't understand Christianity, enemy organizations to Christianity who are doing wicked things in high places, the Bible talks about this. This is the truth. Right. These enemy organizations are able to paint Christianity in a completely false light, completely false. Right. And now all the LGBT community, et cetera, are attacking a straw man. They've been duped into attacking a false version of Christianity that does not exist. Or if it does exist, it's probably been set up by enemy organizations of Christianity.
1: Yeah, if it is, then it shouldn't be called Christianity, but it is. See, like, like James says, as this culture war goes on and as we go more and more, say, left, they start redefining terms, and they start setting up straw men to attack. Because when they when these people are they're attacking Christianity, they're saying it's Christianity, it's Christianity, it's Christianity. It it's not. Again, it's about control. It's about it's about thought policing. It's about making sure that you are you stay in a weak position where you are ingesting that soma that's from Brave New World, it's that drug, in the form of movies. Superhero movies, you know, popular, popular music, pop music, and all these kind of things. And they want you to just stay in there and just enjoy whatever they give you, whatever Soma that they feed you, so that you're left with nothing that has anything to do with the truth. Nothing that has anything to do with anything truly significant in life.
0: Right. And a lot of these people think that they're close with God because they attend a church service every Sunday, they raise their hands, pleasant music plays where the pianos and the keyboards are soaked in all this reverb and it feels like you're entering into this meditative chamber and you raise your hands and you chant a mantra, right, that has no depth of any doctrine or whatsoever. It's a ritual now, guys. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Are you obeying God? Or do you think that you're making a sacrifice just because you show up at a church and because you bring snacks because you sit in a leadership meeting
1: or because you feel good because the music is, it's, it's hitting. It's right. the music's hitting hard.
0: You're raising your hands. You're looking like a solid Christian to the whole world. But what are you doing in action that is actually causing you to lose you know what I'm saying? Because God said, Jesus Christ said, you got to be willing to pick up your cross. It is shameful that Poland's was able to do that, but the United States has just become a bunch of pacified ninnies. That is shameful.
1: It's also shameful when, say, a famous atheist um, of Penn and Teller, Penn Jillette, right? He, he said a, there's a very popular you you can find it on youtube and he told me he has the utmost respect as an atheist for christians that share the gospel with them who he doesn't respect are the ones that are christians that don't share it to him at all because he understands that the crazy thing is he's an atheist but he understands that to our perspective this is the gospel is extremely important because it's a matter of heaven and health it's a matter of life and death and basically what he was communicating was, how much would they hate me that they believe that I'm going to hell and they wouldn't even take a moment to share that with me? Right. How crazy is that? That one of the foremost atheists in the world said that. Wake up, people. That's right. It's, we're, we are fighting a culture war. And we are entering if we don't start fighting back. And we can talk about ways that we can fight back in in a future... Fasting, prayer, exactly. read your
0: Bible, rightly divided, understand dispensationalism.
1: But what you guys have to understand is that the culture war is there. It's unavoidable. And right now, if, you, if you're looking at the signs, if you just skim through the articles about Chick-fil-A, what you have to realize is that what's going on right now is that we're losing. And And get over
0: the spirit of fear, guys. Exactly. Because you have to make some kind of a, you're going to have to give something up if you are a Christian in today's day and age. That is what God is truly calling everybody who is a saved Christian to do is you're going to have to make some kind of a commitment, give something up as an already saved Christian, not for your eternal life, right? Exactly. There's going to be consequences if people don't do this. Because, the consequences
1: are already here. Yeah, it's, it's only going to get here. worse.
0: It's not, yeah, you're not going to be able to be happy and hide in your hole and watch movies all day. It's not, it's going to make you miserable when the very foundational facets of society all around you crumple and you're just hiding in your hole. And getting offended at anybody who is a real Christian out there on the front lines when you should be supporting and backing and praying for that person and fasting for that person and maybe grabbing hold of your cojones and getting out there alongside him. You know what I'm saying? And so this which is just shameful. It's absolutely shameful how far the church has drifted in the time we live in. Notice how I'm going in on the church right now. I'm not so much going on on any of the SJWs, LGBTQ people at all. I'm going in on the church because y'all have misrepresented us to the, to the lost world. You know, you've been selfish, you've been overly comfortable, and you've just, and a lot of them know this, Abraham, they admit this, but they do nothing about it. What a horrible sin, you know?
1: Yeah, I told you about that no one right guy. have to look down
0: their nose at anybody. You have no right to judge or look down your nose at anybody. If you want to have the right to stand in a position of authority and speak on matters in the church and sit in leadership meetings and be able to even open your mouth, then you should understand a tenth of some of the things that I'm saying. We don't need people to be flowered up anymore, guys, with flowery language in their ears from some of these so-called pastors. That time is over. We do not need safe spaces. That time is over. We need people to toughen up and to be willing to stand for Jesus Christ in the times that we live in.
1: Exactly. We don't need cowards.
0: You know, I had greater opportunities than the majority of these people. I could have been doing a lot of things and making bank in a lot of different ways in the entertainment industry, and even in other industries as well. So I gave up more than the majority of these people. And I believe what the Bible says, so I don't have a spirit of fear. Because one of the things that God repeats himself over and over again in the Old Testament is, he actually says two things. He says, number one, forget not the Lord your God. And number two, he says, do not be afraid. He repeats that over and over and over again. And we're living in a time, a day and age where people are afraid. Where are the real Christians at, guys? You, you have to have a mentality, like a, a little bit of a soldier's fighter mentality if you're going to be doing this as a Christian in the day and age that we live in. You have to have that masculine energy. Why do you think they're trying to bring in all the feminine spirit, the feminine energy, and make men effeminate and confuse gender roles? They're trying to shut up the truth. And that's the bottom line. And I'm, I'm surprised
1: that men are allowing this to happen. Men need to stand up. They started policing themselves. Here's the thing: you people have to start waking up and realize that the norms that they see around them are just lies. They shouldn't be the norms. Again, it started in the 1960s. A lot of these people, a lot of you guys, don't even know. You got to read the word. You got to read the Bible.
0: Right. And most people have a boxed-in or stereotyped version of whatever belief system that they've been. Comfortable with for a long period of time, whatever church culture they've been comfortable with. Exactly. Let me tell you something: my God is not in a box. My God, bobs and weaves. My God is a chess master.
1: My God is dangerous. Not a
0: my God, my God is a badass God.
1: That's right. You have to
0: understand this: my God is not in a box. He does not come down and conform to your church culture and what you might think about one thing or the next. My God is in a spiritual war. And he is winning all the time, whether you see it or not. Even in the great falling away, my God is still getting that W. He's still winning. And so people need to change their perspectives and toughen up a little bit and get over yourself. Get over your feelings. All right, Get it over if I'm talking to my, you don't like my tone of voice. That is a spirit that is on you. If you've been living in some of these areas that they're pushing this ultra-leftist agenda, you better believe that unless you're praying and fasting and in the Word and building a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you better believe that you're going to be duped and sliding away into that some of that stuff without you even realizing it. And so you're going to come to podcasts like this one. And, you know, it's fair to say, right, Abraham, we don't go in and, on, uh, on our podcast, every podcast, but every once in a while, we're going to lay the law down. We're going to keep it real because nobody else is doing it. That's why we're the underground church of the United States of America. That's right. Maybe we're one of the last men with balls left that are willing to stand up and just say this and cut through the noise. We don't care if they block our views. We don't care. Because we already know right now we've we reached a certain level of visibility in the underground that everybody knows who we are anyways. So it doesn't matter. That's just a further testimony that they're being oppressive tyrants from the top, in this totalitarian crazy regime. Exactly. Right? Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. People need to get pumped up. People need to – men need to just shake their heads and just go like, I'm going to snap out of it right now. I've been living in a delusion. I've been having all these spirits of BS over me. Right? You don't need to stand for any of that stuff when you got the Most High God behind you. Do you realize how powerful God is? I'm wondering if these people realize this. Do you realize that there are consequences for when a nation turns against God?
1: That's My kind people of are one destroyed for a lack of, of knowledge. Is it not? Mm. Yeah, even just the book, book of Judges. It's an entire cycle of what happens when a when nation falls away from God.
0: When they say, peace, peace, sudden destruction shall come.
1: Hmm. I'm
0: afraid of God. I'm not afraid of people. I'm not afraid of no industry. I don't even need to talk myself up, but I think it should be apparent that as an artist, I could have made a way far easier than most.
1: Mm.
0: And for example, the entertainment industry, right? I easily stand against that Goliath because to me, it's smaller than a David and I'm the Goliath because we got the giants of the most High God on our side. That's how you have to look at things as a Christian, right? Every Christian, you know, people should look into what Poland did in 2014 or 2015 when they did that march. United States, y'all need to stand up.
1: There you have it. Check this out. In this example, they're talking about a totalitarian government in which Christians started a underground movement and they won. They, they resisted and they held out. Sure. It was painful, but they stuck together and they kept fighting and they won.
0: And that's where men thrive anyway. Men are not happy by staying at home with a heated blanket, watching propaganda movies on Netflix all day. Not that everything on Netflix is bad, there's some good stuff on there too, but keeping it absolutely real, Majority of the stuff coming at us from any of these giant media organizations is going to be propaganda in the day and age we live in. You know why? Because a lot of, the, a lot of those entertainment writers are in fear, too. They're all controlled. Celebrities have come out and admitted this. They're all slaves. Mm-hmm. So the most badass of us now have to stand up and call this out. You know? And so it's time for other people to do the same. You know? For example, hey, they might censor these, these videos, these views or whatever. Hit that share button. Hit the, like, hit the thumbs up button. That's the least that you could do. Talk about us with your friends. Share us, guys. We are the Underground Church Podcast. We are UGC, where truth remains. All right, guys, this was a special podcast where we're talking about a sensitive topic and we're showing you how we're standing up to that. We're not playing PC politics. We're standing right up to that and we're facing it head on. And that's how every single Christian in this nation of the United States and around the world... Should be doing things right now.
1: That's right. Shame
0: on us. Shame on the church. Not me and Abraham, because we stand it up. (laughs) Shame Shame on us as a whole, as the body of Christ right now. What are you afraid of? You have the most high God in your corner. Speak power. What does the Bible say about that? You know what the Bible says about that? When the Apostle Paul was paying attention to how others spoke, he said, I'm not paying attention to how slick language and the wisdom of their words, wisdom of men. He said, I'm paying attention to what power they come with. And if they come in the power of the Holy Spirit or not. Because the Holy Spirit will guide you into what to say. He'll draw from scripture. He'll put you in the the right state of mind, the level-headed state of mind. And put your two feet right there on the ground and have you stand and talk what you need to talk. But not if you don't go through the training first. Not if you shy away from that and go run away to your Hollywood movies all the time. No. Once again, I got a caveat. Not every single Hollywood movie is bad, but... Let's be honest. In the, in the times we live in, majority of them are propaganda right now. The country is being flipped upside down, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to wake up
1: all right. and fight back.
0: And if you want to lose everything, then stay on that bench. If you want to lose everything, then stay on that bench. And we've got people in all places right now. I know for me in particular, I know people in all places that know the things that I'm saying are solid and the truth. Many of them are Christians now as well. And now it's time for people to just start standing up. The more that people are comfortable with doing is standing up. You, know, you don't need to be comfortable in fear. You need to be comfortable in your masculine core. If you're a man, for example, right? That's why they're trying to effeminize all the men, for example. But the women too, stand up. We can all do our part.
1: And support the men we don't that are fighting. Live in a crazy
0: country. We, don't, we don't want to live in a crazy country, guys. Okay? There are healthy, logical, level-headed ways to obey the law and to go about this. People can organize protests. We still got the First Amendment. That's not gone. All right, guys. So this has been a particularly special podcast. We're being tough on a church right now. All right, every podcast won't be like this. Right? But every once in a while, you need a little bit of a wake-up call.
1: Anyways. This has been the UGC Podcast, you guys. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Peace out.